Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode. Today is officially episode 18, and it has honestly been a hot minute since my last one. So I'm really excited today. We're going to dive into a topic that I get so many questions about. I get asked about all of the time, and it's something that I love talking about, and that is visualization. Now, I do recommend if you haven't already listened to uh, my podcast on manifestation, I highly recommend it. I've got two. I have a solo episode and I also have a episode interviewing Kimberly Wenya, who is a mindset and manifestation coach and is absolutely amazing because today I'm not going to go really into what manifestation is or how and why it works. I more so want to dive into the specific tool which helps with manifestation, which is visualization. So I really want to chat about my favorite kind of like visualization tips, how I make it work for me, some things that you guys can implement into your everyday life. And I also did put up a question box on Instagram and just asked if you guys had any questions about visualization. I know some of them are probably going to cross over into manifestation as a whole, but I am more than happy to go through and just answer any questions that you guys have. So without further ado, let's get into it. So basically, one of the reasons why visualization is so powerful is because the crazy thing is, and this will just blow so many people's minds, is often when you actually break it down and consider it, your mind, your brain does not actually understand the difference between what it is imagining and the real thing. So if you allow yourself to fully immerse deeply within your visualization, you will often find that you can often replicate similar feelings and similar emotions. And it's allowing yourself to let go of the resistance to this. And often resistance is created by feeling like, uh, you know, having a block to either this isn't working, this isn't real and so forth. But if you allow that kind of filter to to come off or that resistance to just fall away, then you really can feel into the same energy, emotions and things as though it is really happening. So what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is it's very easy to have a clear picture in your mind. So right now, if I was to say to you, imagine a brown dog sitting down on a patch of grass, You've got a visualization in your head right now, like you have just visualized, uh, you know, we've all visualized, the crazy thing is we've all visualized a different dog. You know, some of you have visualized a chocolate lab while someone else would have visualized a brown cavoodle. Someone else would have visualized, you know, a Kelpie, for example, or a pug, whatever. We've all visualized a different dog because we all have a different understanding perception of what brown is and That's the interesting thing. And the creative part is like what we would imagine given that general advice will be different from person to person. And when I said that, when I said visualize a brown dog sitting down on a patch of grass, you've just got the image in your head, right? 
You're not emotionally attached to that visualization. It is literally just a picture. But if I was to say to you, visualize yourself on a beach at a hot holiday destination. This one's going to be a little bit more fun because it's easy to get emotional with. But now all of a sudden you're imagining a beach and everyone's version of the color of the ocean is different and everyone is in a different holiday destination, right? Some people pictured, you know, Cancun in Mexico while someone else pictured Bali and someone else pictured Fiji. But What you can actually do here, again, when you've got the ocean and the view of the beach and your holiday destination, it's just a picture. That's all it is. It's just a visualization of a picture. But we want to tap into and connect to the emotional experience of this picture. So if I was now, say, picture yourself standing there in first person point of view, like you're literally looking out of your own eyes and it really helps to actually close down your eyes if you... (laughs) Don't do this if you're driving or walking somewhere because you're probably going to run into something. But anyway, um, this does help. You can practice this better if you do close down your eyes and you imagine yourself in this first person point of view. And it doesn't have to be, but I just find this a little bit more powerful. And then I was to say to you, literally start imagining that you've got bare feet and you're walking along the sand, right? And make sure that where you are is somewhere you would love to go. Like it's not just somewhere that you go all the time. Like you really want to be there. Like this is would be a dream come true. And you're walking along the sand and you actually can feel the grains of sand crunching under your feet and in between your toes. And as you walk, the sand is like flicking up on the back of your calves. And now it's really, really hot and you can feel the sun on your skin and it feels warm, so warm that your armor is getting goosebumps and you're in this destination that you've wanted to be in for such a long time and you're finally there. How does it feel to be there? How do you, how physically excited are you? Like you are literally in your dream destination, walking along the beach and the sun is warm. You feel so happy right now. Think about all the emotions and the feelings and the senses. What does the water smell like? Can you smell the salt? You know, what do you hear right now? Is it waves crashing? Or is it just a calmness? Can you hear birds? Can you hear seagulls? Can you hear what what are the sounds coming through to you right now? And if you actually allow yourself to connect deeply to all of those senses and then feel what it would feel like to actually be in that moment, that is true visualization. That's taking something from a generic picture, which is a beach at a holiday destination or a brown dog sitting on a patch of grass to actually soaking up the entire experience and allowing your body and your mind to actually go there for a moment. And as I said, the funny thing is, as I said, your brain doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining when you imagine fully versus the reality of what is actually happening or something you're truly experiencing. And sometimes people hear that and they're like, no, like I know the difference, but I'm talking about not your conscious mind. I'm talking about like that deeper part of your mind that's almost linked to automatic reactions to your body. Like you can't deny the fact that sometimes your mind doesn't know the difference. And stick with me here because picture this. Think about if you were to think about a really, and we won't stay here long, but if you were to think about a really negative experience, if you were to think about one of the worst experiences of your life and you were to close down your eyes and imagine one of the worst experiences of your life and don't do it, but 
if you were to do that, you can't deny the fact that that would bring up uncomfortable emotions. You may feel angry or you may feel upset or you may um, start feeling fear. You may feel nauseous. You may uh, start crying like and you're not there. It's a past memory. It's already happened. You're literally physically not there. And you can do this with not even not even something you've even experienced. But if you were to think of a big fear of yours or something that makes you afraid and you were to start thinking about it, you can literally start feeling nauseous, upset, emotional when you're not even there and it's not even happening. Like you're literally imagining a worst case scenario. And this also happens when we go to make a decision and we feel fear. Like if you were to think about, you know, say that you've always wanted to enroll in a uni course or there's someone out there that you really want to tell that you love them, but enrolling in that course or telling that person that you love them is petrifying to you. And the thought of doing it literally makes you like, oh my God, no. And I say this to clients sometimes if I'm like, what, how would you feel if I was to tell you jump in a freezing cold shower and stand there for 30, 60 seconds, right? Like literally go have a cold shower right now. And people are like, oh, nah. Even the thought of it alone makes them cringe. And that is because their mind is almost comparing that imagination to reality. It just doesn't know the difference. It's like, why do we feel fear when we're not even doing the thing? You know, if you were to go skydiving, why are you petrified when you're going, you know, the night before when you're lying in your bed? And why are you petrified when you're in the car on the way there? And why are you petrified? And why are you bursting with adrenaline and fear and anxiousness when you're in the plane? Why aren't you feeling those feelings when you actually jump out of the plane? You know, that's what makes the most sense. But we don't because our mind doesn't know the difference. If you're really interested in this notion of things, I highly recommend you look at um, look up Joe Dispenza. He is absolutely amazing. One of my favorite uh, videos by him is an episode of Impact Theory. So you can literally Google Joe Dispenza Impact Theory and his episode will come up. It is amazing, but there's an abundance of resources from him. I'm talking YouTube videos, podcasts, absolutely everything. But he goes into this in really great detail if you want a little bit more evidence into this. But basically, by visualizing in a really in-depth and thought through way in a way that we are actually connecting to the emotion, we're allowing our minds to get a taste of that experience, even though it's not even happening as though it is happening, which means that if our mind doesn't know the difference between what it is imagining and what it is experiencing in reality, then that means that we can feel the emotions ahead of time and we can connect to that visualization ahead of time. And if we already know that our thoughts alone can change the neural pathways in our brain due to neuroplasticity and things like that, then that means that by thought alone, not even doing anything, thought alone, we are changing our brain. How wild is that? Blows my mind. Hope it just blew your mind too, because that literally blows my mind. Just our thoughts literally change the neural pathways within our brain. And that is wild. Like that is, our brain is physically changing just by what we're thinking about. And so if we also know more about the brain, which I highly recommend you guys do research on, but if we think more about the brain and we know that what we think about a lot changes the neural pathways in our brain and we also then know that the way our brain is designed is to literally manipulate reality to align with what we believe. So if we believe we are bad at mass and then we get given a mass test and we believe, you know, 
okay, I'm bad at maths. Here is this math test. Our brain will literally manipulate the situation to align with that belief, which basically means your brain could literally sabotage you to fail at that math test so that it aligns with the belief of I'm bad at maths. And this happens in all areas of our life. If we believe that we're not good enough at something, your brain literally sabotages you to not be good at that thing that you don't think you're good enough at because it wants to fit within your reality. And I've spoken about this before, but if you haven't already listened, episode 40 of Georgie Stevens podcast is a fantastic one to hone in on this idea. She has a guest on who uses the example of a girl um, who has a negative perception of the kind of person her dad is. And I'm kind of really trying to make this as quick as possible, but she has a phone call with her dad and she gets off the call and she says to, you know, her hypnotherapist, like, you know, I told you he was going to be like that. I knew that he wouldn't take any responsibility. And she says, what are you talking about? He said, I'm sorry. And she goes, he didn't apologize. And he says, she says, are you, are you kidding me? He said the words, I'm sorry, 12 times. She didn't hear them because this is the wild thing. If you guys don't know this, hold on to your seats. Your brain can literally delete and distort information just so it aligns with your beliefs. So someone could say, literally a sentence to you and if it doesn't align with your beliefs about what you believe to be true and it doesn't align with your perception of reality your brain can literally delete it as though it never heard it wild like literally wild so if we believe all of these negative things about ourselves and about our capabilities and our worthiness whenever something good happens that you know, aligns with the idea of I am good enough and I am worthy, our brain can literally be deleting and distorting it. And then anytime something happens where we stuff up or we muck up or we fail, and that aligns with the belief that we do have that we aren't good enough and we aren't worthy and we always fail at things, it remembers it because it wants to remember and reiterate all of the circumstances and experiences which align with our beliefs. So this is where we want to start visualizing things. You know, if we have a lot of negative feelings towards ourselves, about ourselves, about our capabilities and our worthiness or where we're going in life and what our highest possible version of our future could possibly look like. If we want to expand beyond that, if we want to have new new beliefs, then we have to start having new thoughts. And if we start focusing on new positive thoughts, which we now know thoughts alone can change the neural pathways in our brain and that our brain will manipulate and distort reality to align with our beliefs, then it shows you how freaking powerful visualization is because by visualizing, we are creating those new thoughts that are going to give us new understandings, perceptions, and beliefs that are then going to deliver us a new reality reality. So I really just wanted to dive into the power of visualization and how important it is, because honestly, like by you visualizing a better future for yourself, if you were, if you, sorry, if you keep visualizing a, a higher version of yourself, you're literally giving yourself the best fighting chance at creating that reality and becoming that higher version of you, which is pretty freaking cool. Honestly, with that being said, Let's dive into my three favorite ways in which we can tap into this and use this in our day-to-day lives. So the first one is actually creating a vision board. And many of you guys probably 
have either heard of this or you would have seen one and not had any idea what it was. Um, or maybe you even have one, but you don't associate it as a vision board or use it in a way that you can use it. So basically what a vision board is, is getting a big pin board or um, anything like that that you can put pins in or stick things to. Some people literally blue tack it to like a wall in their room. You do it however you want to do it. I have a, I personally have a huge pin board. And then what you want to do is you want to think about your absolute dream life in terms of everything, the kind of life that you have, the money that you make, the places that you go, the people that you surround yourself with, the experiences that you have. And then you want to print out as many pictures, quotes, words, things like that, that align with those experiences, beliefs, and so forth. So for example, for myself, um, I have printed out a uh, Mercedes C63, which is my dream car. I have printed out travel photos. Uh, specifically, I currently have Greece on there is one of them. There's like a lot, but Greece is the one that I am literally looking at now. Um, I have monetary goals. And just a side note on the money goal, if you guys aren't already a subscriber to uh, one of my email subscribers, I literally barely ever send out emails. And when I do, I try to make them good, but I promise I won't spam you. But basically, if you go to my website, www.jessiewilliams.com.au, there's a tab called the JW Library. And the JW Library is a secret section of my website, which when you subscribe to it, you get emailed out a password. And once you put the password in, you actually get access to a bunch of free resources that I've created for you guys that you don't get anywhere else. It's literally exclusive to my email subscribers. There's everything from habit trackers, meal planners, and things like that. But this brings me back to my next point, which is literally my favorite visualization tool ever. And it's something I've created, which is a uh, check, like literally a bank check, but it's from the bank of the universe. And it's a template where you can literally write yourself a check for any sum of money that you like, that you want to manifest. And you can literally put it on your visualization board as a really, really cool visualization tool to manifest that sum of money, which is really cool. So I have my bank, uh, my check from the bank of the universe with the sum of money that I wish to manifest. Um, and just a bunch of like really cool quotes and things like, you know, I've got one that says focus on the good to remind me to really tap into that positive energy. Um, everything like that. So Basically, you want to print out everything from travel photos or cars or people or, you know, how things, whatever it is, like there is literally nothing that's right or wrong, but anything that you would love to manifest or a life you would love to live or a place you'd like to go, print them all out and pin them all over your board. Now, the important thing here is not to just pin them up and leave them. That's not connecting, You know, there's no emotion attached to those images, but every now and again, look at that board and then choose a picture and really hone in on it and connect to it. Like if you have a picture of your dream house, stare at that picture, like literally stare into it and imagine yourself in one of the rooms or standing at the front and imagine how you would feel on that first day when you've moved in. Like imagine how good it feels when you're like envisioning your dream home and you're literally moved in for the first time and you're like, holy shit, this is mine. Like, how does that feel? Are you calm? Are you relaxed? Are you excited? Are you bursting with gratitude? Like connect to the feeling that you truly think you would feel in that moment and do this with as many pictures as you can. And then obviously just like scan over your vision board 
whenever you walk past it and really connect to it. And and it should be a board that you look at it and it just makes you feel really good. And that is honestly the first tip that I have. Um, I create vision boards frequently. Oh, well, when I say frequently, I would say once a year, I do like I, I rejig it at the start of every year. Some of the things I have on there are longer term. So uh, my dream car, I has been on there for a while and it probably will be on there for a while. But then there's smaller things like I have a, a picture of Hawaii, which I've actually already been to now, but it's still on there because I wouldn't deny going back. <laughs> but um, some things are more immediate goals like travel locations and then some things are longer goals. But anything that are like those short term goals, I usually uh, put them up every year. I put some new images up. Um, and then it's really cool to actually save the photos. Like when you take them down, say at the start of a new year, put all of the photos in an envelope and then, you know, in a couple of years, look through them all and and see what actually, what happened, what came true. It's really, really cool. And often you will look through pictures and you'll be like, holy shit, I didn't even realize like I've already done that or that already happened. And, you know, Hawaii was one of those. I've mentioned that story on a previous podcast episode about how I booked Hawaii without even realizing Hawaii was on my vision board. Uh, Long story short, So yeah, some of the things, it's just really cool to look back on and reflect, but it's basically just a really good way to connect to visualization because you can actually see the images in front of you, which provides a really cool way to connect to them emotionally as well. So the second thing is journaling. um, And this is uh, higher self or dream life or future journaling. So basically picking a prompt, picking anything that you want, or you don't even need a prompt, but just start writing and journaling. As though you are a version of yourself who's already in the future and you're writing back to the version of you now. So you can write about, you know, what is your life like? What does your life feel like? What are you driving? Where are you living? Where have you traveled to? Who are you with? Are you married? Do you have children? Are you single life in it? Are you Kentucky touring? Like whatever you want, the sky is literally the limit. And writing in as much detail as you possibly can. So if you're driving a car, not just I drive a nice car, like I drive a white Range Rover with black rims, you know, like get super specific on absolutely everything. And when you're journaling, really, really, and this is the bottom line, connect and feel into the energy as though you literally are there now. You're literally there writing back to yourself. And that is the bottom line. The importance of manifestation is that energy meets action. And I say this to my clients all of the time, manifestation works when energy meets action. And the way I I say this is, say for example, you had an absolute dream job, but you really were so pessimistic about it. You you had the thought of, you know, the job is too competitive, too many people are applying for it. I'm not going to get it. What I don't even know what the point of applying is, but whatever, I'm just going to apply anyway. And you're being so negative and your energy is low and you're vibrating low. If you walk in and hand your resume in and you're like, hi, here's my resume, I just wanted to hand it in and you walk out and your energy was shit, people, you know, even if you were talking good, like, hi, I just wanted to hand my resume in, you can't deny the fact that your energy doesn't lie. Like people pick up on your energy. It doesn't lie. You're not going to get called back for the job, right? So even though you took an action, which was handing in your resume at the place where you want your dream job, your energy was off. You ain't manifesting that job. The second side of that is just because your energy is good doesn't mean that you can manifest without taking action. So for example, say you had a um, goal to be a pro piano player, like you wanted to be the best piano player in the entire world. If you were to sit there and visualization and visualize you playing piano every single day, 
but you never bought a piano or you'd never even touched a key. Well, you're not taking the action that you need to get the manifestation. So that's why I always say that manifestation is energy meeting action. You need to have a good, positive, high vibrational frequency. Your energy and thoughts need to be good and positive and aligned with what it is that you want to manifest. But equally to that, you have to be willing to take the action. You have to be willing to push past fear, to buy the piano, to enroll in the course, to let go of the money, to invest in yourself, whatever it may be. You need to take the action. And your energy needs to reflect the action. And that is how we manifest. So by journaling um, and actually really, really feeling into the energy and getting your energy and frequency right, you are so much more likely to actually allow that manifestation to come true. The third one is literally just the power of visualization alone. So not actually creating a board or writing anything, but using the power of your mind to visualize. People ask me, when do I do it? How often do I do it? How long do I do it? it? It really honestly doesn't matter. If you want to optimize visualization, I would say to you the absolute best time is first thing, the second you wake up, like don't do anything else first. Don't reach for your phone. Don't get up and go to the toilet. Literally lie there and manifest. Right before bed, when you're in that, that early stage of sleep, when you're feeling pretty tired, you're feeling pretty groggy and you're, you're almost there, like you're almost asleep. Or third, post meditation so as soon as you're as you're coming as your meditation ends doing it then and the reason for that is right before sleep post as you're waking up or post meditation you are most likely to be the closest you probably get to a theta brainwave and a theta brainwave is something we emit when we are asleep or we're in a super relaxed state aka meditation things like that And a theta brainwave is a brainwave which um, we emit when our subconscious mind is the most open. And the more open our subconscious mind is, the more susceptible we are to change. So that's why visualization at those three times is a little bit more powerful. But honestly, you can do it any day, any time. The importance is that um, similar with the vision board, it's not just putting the photos up. And same as what I spoke about at the start, it's not just thinking about a brown dog sitting on a patch of grass. It's connecting to the emotion and the feeling and the experience as though it is true. And only when we actually connect the emotions and the feelings and the senses to the visualization do we give power to it. Because when we connect those things, that's when our brain gets confused between, okay, is this really happening or is this imagined? And not in the way that you're like, oh my God, what is reality? Am I dreaming? I'm not sure. Just in terms of like your physical body, um, changing the neural pathways in your brain, emitting similar feelings, emotions, and hormones that are in alignment with that because your mind is like, thinks it's the real thing. That's more along the lines of what I mean. And look, there's so many people who doubt this shit and whether it actually works, but take it or leave it. It's completely up to you. There is so much science to back this in terms of like, if you actually want to learn about the brain, you will be blown away by how much information we lack about it and how it actually works. If you want to learn about physics or, or I guess more so quantum physics, how, um, you know, our atmosphere and universe actually works, the energy that's built up. If you want to go into the science behind it, you do that. But this is literally going to change your life. Like if you are willing to stop letting excuses or fear or self-doubt get in the way and you are to accept that this is a real thing, it's, this isn't something that you get to choose to imagine in you, whether you imagine it or whether you don't, it's going to happen. So 
you know what, why not hop in the driver's seat as opposed to being the passenger seat and letting life happen to you? Why not jump in the driver's seat and say, you know what, I can't keep denying that this is real. It's actually a real thing. So why, why don't I start steering? Why don't I start steering the ship and deciding where we're going and taking control over it? And if you want a little bit more proof, I think it's really cool. This is one of my favorite. Um, oh my God, why did I say cool? It's because of my friend Taylor. I swear if anyone follows like Taylor Brubeck, she um literally always says, she sa- she says like cool and I'm so oof it. <laughs> Taylor, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry, but I think we've been talking so much and now instead of saying cool, I say cool. Anyway, doesn't even matter. That was such a side tangent. But anyway, this is the coolest story. So this was actually a study that was done in the US with um, a group of basketball players. So they got a group of basketball players and they split them into three groups. And it was designed to see how well they could improve their their free throw. So the first group of basketballers were told to practice for Uh, I think it was 20 minutes to one hour a day, every single day. So they had to commit to practicing um, their free throw 20 to 60 minutes every single day for the um, time throughout the study. The second group of people were said, stop playing, stop practicing. You're not playing basketball anymore. Like just leave it. You ain't going to practice. You're not trying. Just stop. Um, And let's see what happens. And then the third group were told to stop playing basketball, but to do 20 minutes of visualization every day. So they were told to sit in visualization, imagine themselves in first person, like as though they were looking at from their own eyes, they were on the, um, you know, basketball court, everything felt good. They could hear the crowd, everything was happening and they would throw the ball and they would do a free throw and it would go in every single time. They would literally visualize every time they threw the ball, it went straight in the hoop. And then at the end of the study, they got uh, the three groups of uh, people together and they test, they retested all of their free throws. Group A, who uh, increased their practice to every single day, improved by 24%. Group B, who stopped practicing altogether, made no improvements. And then group C, who stopped playing, they literally didn't pick up a basketball, but they visualized playing basketball improved by 23%. That is one only 1% less than the group that were practicing every single day and they didn't even have to pick up a basketball. They just had to think it. And this is because your mind, when you really deeply connect to visualization, as I said, and I'm going to say it again, your brain doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining and what is really happening. So you can literally get better at something through the power of visualization. So imagine if they had a fourth group that were practicing and visualizing. Can you imagine how much they would have improved? Like I would love to see that study happen. Um, I think it would be absolutely amazing. But anyway, I did want to keep today's episode short um, and straight to the point. I wanted to, you know, give you guys a little bit more confidence in visualization. As I said, I wanted to talk about it on more of a scientific level in a way that believe it or not, believe in manifestation or not, it doesn't really matter. It's going to happen. You're going to manifest things like you are going to manifest things regardless of whether you believe in it or not. So why not give yourself a little bit of time and space to actually research? Like if you are feeling blocked from your manifestation because you're like, there's no way my thoughts are going to manifest something. If you're experiencing that block right now, I really urge you to actually start looking into some real scientific studies, actually start learning about the brain, learn about quantum physics, and you will be like, 
oh my God, like I don't have a choice to believe it's literally science, right? So that can really help any of you who are coming to a block with your manifestation right now. But as I said, visualization is one tool to manifest. It works really, really well. So just to kind of like recap the things, visualization is a manifestation tool. You will only manifest when energy meets action. So not only do you need to raise your frequency and raise your vibration, you actually also need to be um, doing the actions that align with what it is. So take action, align your energy. And then three of my favorite visualization tools are the creating a vision board, doing future self or dream life journaling, and then three, doing visualization, actually visualizing everything that you want as though it is already true within your mind and connecting to that post-meditation, first thing before bed, first thing in the morning. So they are my three number one tips. And without further ado, I'm going to jump straight into the questions. I'm not going to answer them all because as I said, I wanted to keep this episode short and we're already like 30 minutes in. So let's give this a good go. Okay, so there's actually a couple of questions here that are quite similar and they are basically about whether it's best to focus on one thing or many things at once. Should I start off slowly with and should I start off slowly with easier things? So there's there's a trending theme between one thing and easy things versus lots of things and like big things. To answer that question, I would say a couple of things I would would avoid trying to manifest like 20 things because the only reason I say that is say you're manifesting five things or let's go less than that. Say you're manifesting three things or you're manifesting 20 things. Every time we visualize, every time we emotionally connect, um, all the time we take to spend on visualization and manifestation, all of that requires energy. So if you're trying to manifest or focus on 20 different things, that's you expending a lot of energy. And if you only have so much energy to give in any given day, then each of then your amount of energy is being spread thin between the 20 things. If you're only using three things, then you have a way larger sum of energy that you can give to just those three. So it gets divided up less, which means that the more energy we put to something, the, you know, and the higher frequency we are in, the more we are energetically becoming, sorry, the more we are becoming an energetic match to those three things, probably the quicker they're going to manifest. So I would, to answer the question in terms of like one thing or many things, I would keep it minimal. Um, Not necessarily one, but you know, three is going to be better than trying to manifest like 10 things at one time. In terms of starting off with something easier versus bigger, not necessarily. And it depends. So what I would say is if you have no resistance to manifestation, if you've done the work and you're like, yeah, like, duh, it's real. It's not something I'm choosing to believe in. I get the science. I'm going to do it. Then no, go straight for something freaking huge. Like go for your dream job, awesome car, go for a house, go for um, a holiday destination, like money, like whatever it is, like think of something really, really big that almost terrifies you and go straight for it. If you're someone who's finding a little bit more resistance right now and you're still in the stage where you're like, oh, I don't know if manifestation's a real thing. There's no way this could work for me. And you're kind of in the, this is too good to be true phase. Yeah, start off with something small for sure. And my number one tip, and this is definitely what I did, is um, anything to do with your car and traffic. So 
the, my two favorite ones are green lights. And so I like when I would be driving on the road, I would be getting in my car and I would literally feel into the energy and I would visualize. And as I said, connect my feelings to the visualization, but I would really visualize every light being green that I would go through and like the energy of being like, Oh my God, like I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. This is crazy. And then sure as sure as I thought I would be driving along the road and I would get every single green light. Um, the second thing I would do is if I was going to somewhere that I knew it was always hard to get a park, I would visualize the exact park that I want. So um, for example, anyone who is from the Mornington Peninsula, my fave cafe is the Whiny Cow. And so there's only four car spaces directly out the front of the Whiny Cow. I mean, there's like literally some like 10 meters up the road again, but there's a block of these four car parks right at the front. And so I would get in my car and I'll be driving to Whiny Cow um, and I would literally be like, visualize that spot being free and me driving down and being like, oh my God, I knew that spot was for me. I literally manifested that and I would like pre-envision that. And then I would, so many times I would get there and either a car would be pulling out of it or it would literally be there free. And like, Anyone who knows Main Street knows that Main Street is always busy. Like you usually have to park on the big car parks behind it. You can't normally get a park on the actual Main Street, let alone right out the front of the exact cafe that I want to go into. But yeah, anytime I put energy and attention into manifesting that car park or manifesting those green lights, that's a really good way to start building your confidence. So to answer that question, if you're confident with manifestation, go straight for the big juicy ones. If you're feeling that you're a little bit unsure and need a little bit of um, a confidence booster, start with something small like manifesting a car park or some green traffic lights. Um, Cool. Moving on to the next question. So there's some questions about manifesting specific things like wanting help with something that people are trying to manifest. One of them to use a specific example um, is someone trying to fall pregnant and they've been trying to fall pregnant for a long time and it's not working and they're struggling to stay positive. Um, So my first thing is that so often you guys totally would have heard this. Have you ever heard of women who them and their partner are trying for a baby for so long and they're trying and they're trying and they're trying and like they just say you know what let's stop trying for a little while it's stressing me out and they stop trying and they fall pregnant as soon as they stop trying that is often because well one stress but but two beyond that is their energy improves and one thing that is so important about manifestation and I'll talk about this um I've spoken about this in my actual manifestation episode But when you are wanting, 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 you literally block manifestations from you because the way manifestation works is our energy reflects. So we actually, the universe reflects exactly, exactly back our thoughts and our energy. So if you're always saying, oh my God, I want this so bad, you're always going to be manifest the feeling of wanting. And so if you're always wanting something, that means you never have it. So you're actually holding your manifestation away from you versus when you say, I have, I have, I have actually start connecting into the manifestation of already having your baby. Like you're already, you know, nine months pregnant. How does it feel to already be pregnant? Like I have it, I have it, I have it and relaxing and trusting and stop stressing about it. And like, literally the next time you go into love making with your partner, just being like, yeah, like this is cool. There is no pressure here because I have my baby, you know, like imagine you've already got one. So 
that's that's my main tip is try not and I know it's so much easier said than done um, but please stick with me here just try to relax as best you can and stop wanting and holding on so tightly because you are literally blocking your manifestation from coming to fruition and instead feeling into the energy as though you already have it and you can trust that it's coming um, that would be my main tip and tip two this is nothing to do with manifestation but it is to do with energy uh, buy some fertility crystals girl walk around with those in your bra under your pillow um, there are definitely crystals that relate to fertility so I think that would be a really good idea for you too. Um, one of my girlfriends did the same thing and literally next, the month after she bought all her crystals, she was like walking around with like a whole thing in her pocket. It was hilarious. But anyway, she got pregnant the next month. So give that a go. Uh, another question. How do I know if I'm asking the right questions and manifesting? Oh, okay, cool. So there's questions about um, knowing whether your manifestation is happening. Good question. A way to know that your manifestation is on its way to you is ask for a sign. Like literally ask for a sign. The universe is always listening to you. So uh, say, for example, a sunflower. You could literally say like, universe, please show me a sign of a sunflower if my manifestation is on its way to me. If like it's working and, you know, I'm in the right energy. And if you get shown that sunflower, that is literally the universe giving you the energetic match that you wanted to say, hey, it's coming. Like, just be patient, girl. Um, Another good sign is synchronicity. So if you talk about someone and then they text you, um, if you see angel numbers and what angel numbers are, are usually triple digits or um, certain sequences like 1111, 555, 222. When you see numbers like that, they are usually signs from the universe as well. So yeah, synchronicities, like seeing uh, certain number combinations, uh, seeing a sign um, come that you've asked for. One I often ask for is yellow roses. Um, But yeah, so I would say just be, get direct, girl. Ask for a sign from the universe that it's on its way to you. Um, I'm really going to try to pull this up. There's one about asking the best time to manifest, but I answered that earlier. Post meditation, first thing in the morning, right before bed. Last one. I am going to answer is going to be okay cool this is a good question this is saying like when you have fear or negative feelings do you actually let let them arise or do you just try shift away fantastic question and you may have heard the saying what we resist persists so if you have a fear or a negative feeling arise and you literally just push that down by negative feelings I mean feelings of anxiety insecurity or paranoia okay Cool. So if you experience these feelings and you just try to push them away and just look away, turn the other way and like, I'm going to think positive. Um, that is called toxic positivity. You're literally dismissing what you actually feel and you're invalidating your own feelings and you're actually band-aiding it. So it's like if you have lower back pain and you take some Panadol, the Panadol doesn't stop you know, heal your lower back issues. You just don't feel the pain in that moment, but it's still going to persist because you didn't go to a chiropractor, for example, and fix it. So um, you can look at dismissing negative feelings, fear, thoughts, and things like that as like a Band-Aid fix. So I would definitely say that it's cool to allow those feelings to arise, but you actually want to shift through them by working through them as opposed to pushing them to the side. One of my favorite ways to do that is through journaling. So asking yourself, like thinking about asking yourself what feeling, what negative feeling keeps coming up for me and then say, I feel insecure. I feel insecure about this. Then doing the journal prompt about the feeling that's coming up and asking why. So 
why am I feeling insecure? And the beauty of this is that if you were asked yourself, like if you were to be quiet and you're not talking to anyone and you're thinking about it in your head and you're like, why do I feel insecure? You never really get to the deeper answer. But when you journal, it allows your intuition or almost like a part of your subconscious mind to speak, which is really cool. So that gives you a more honest, truthful and in-depth answer. So what is the what is the negative feeling that keeps arising for me? fear or insecurity, why am I feeling afraid or why am I feeling insecure? And then the third journal prompt you could do is how can I shift this feeling? And then giving yourself the answer, you know, you can answer your own problem and you can problem solve just by literally writing through, allowing yourself to word vomit about what it is you're even feeling, why are you feeling those feelings? And then So often I have clients say to me, oh my God, everything I was afraid of or everything I was feeling insecure about, as soon as I wrote about it, it felt so silly. It felt so silly. But in your mind, it feels so big. It feels so valid and it feels so real and so normal. And when you write about it, you take a step back and you're like, whoa, that, why am I thinking like that? What the heck, girl? And then, so you can literally allow yourself to release through writing, which is fantastic. Um, talking about it, seeing a psychologist, uh, talking to a friend who is really good at holding space for you. And what I mean by that is a friend who, um, this is my favorite saying literally ever, listens to listen, doesn't listen to respond. So they're there to actually be a sounding board for you and listen to everything that you have to say, as opposed to only listening to you so that they can respond back to you with an answer. And maybe you don't need an answer. Maybe you just need someone to talk to about it. As I said, be a sounding board. So you come to the realizations on your own. Um, So to answer that question, yeah, work through it. Don't just push it aside. And if it gives you a little bit of confidence, because I know when I started on my manifestation journey, one thing I got really paranoid about was having negative thoughts because I was like, oh my God, if I have a negative thought, I'm going to manifest negative things in my life because that's how the manifestation uh, works. Like you attract what you think about. So if I'm having a bad thought, oh my God, something bad is going to happen to me and it would make me paranoid and it would literally just cause so much disruption. But what I would say is as humans, we're not designed to not have negative thoughts and we're not designed to not have negative feelings and emotions. Part of our human experience is to experience the full uh, the full spectrum of emotion. That is literally part of being human. And the second part of that is that a positive thought is more powerful than a negative thought. So if you have, you know, one positive thought and then a negative thought, the positive is going to override the negative just based on like the pull in terms of what has a a higher energetic pull, a positive is much more powerful than a negative. So don't worry about having negative thoughts. Don't get paranoid about it or think that by having a bad thought that you're going to detract your manifestation or deter or go off course. Absolutely not. Just like make sure you're working through your feelings in a really valid way. um, And then just turn back on and once you've worked through it, just keep focusing on the positive, doing your rituals, journaling um, and things like that. If you want confirmation, as I said, ask for a sign, you know, a type of flower, a crystal, an animal, a type of plant, like literally whatever you want. You could ask for to see a, a red letterbox. I don't even know. Ask for, ask for whatever. So 
Hopefully that answers your guys' questions. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, If you give any of these tools a go, if you manifest something in your life through visualization, I want to know about it. I love these stories more than what you could possibly ever imagine. Um, So yeah, hit me up with your visualization stories and your manifestation stories and what happens. I want to know. But other than that, I hope you all have a fabulous day and I am looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.